This is the Fade You Podcast, our Friday, August 7th show. My name is Matthew James here this morning with Kmart, with Chris Duke, and we got Merce Riley here with us today. Hey, yo. Riley in the house. What's up, man? Hey, yo. It is an honor and a pleasure. It's a great day to be a D-Gen. We got so much going on today with the PGA Championship. We got NBA. We got MLB. We got six elimination games in hockey, and I've got some uh, third period total stuff to go over with you guys in a little bit. But we got to talk about how we did yesterday. We did not record last night. Uh, we'll start with kind of an amusing Dennis story. Riley, maybe you can jump in here first. Uh, Who is this amusing for? Well, <laughs> generally amusing. Riley, tell new listeners or people who don't know us too well yet and definitely don't know Dennis very well yet. Why do we fade Dennis? Um, well, the whole fade Dennis thing started with, with Chris working at a car dealership. Um, Dennis is his coworker who also sells cars there. Um, and so he had an account with Chris's guy. Um, and over time, Chris just found, just realized that this guy's account was negative. Um, pretty much week after week after week, there's the occasional positive. But, um, yeah, he is, uh, Chris calls him the Moosh. I forget what movie that, that's from. Um, but, yeah, basically, if you fade this guy over time, I think there's a very high likelihood that you will, you will be positive. So, Chris, where did the Moosh come from? Was it, uh, was it Goodfellas or, uh, I don't know, there's one, uh, movie where the guy's coming down he's like we got this horse and then the guy's coming down cheering and they're just like they toss their tickets up well that's dead and he's like why what's the matter and he's like you got the same horse moosh does you idiot we lost <laughs> we'll have to find it have a dgen movie night i think that is good fellas perfect so kyle comes out firing yesterday with twins run line with his boy kenta maeda on the mound of you know twins have a great offense and the pirates are dog shit yeah, so Chris – go ahead. I think his mic went out. I was going to say, I mean, it looked good from the start. Twins come out, put up three. Um, then the Pirates, you know, get a, get, a, get a three spot in the bottom of the second as well. Uh, twins get back up two, I think, in the fifth, and it's just kind of smooth sailing. I was keeping an eye on that score as I'm watching the NBA games, just like, all right, Twins, like, just give me another insurance run. And it's kind of like another dog shit game like the night before where it was just a pitching duel out of nowhere. Um, and then we're in the bottom of the eighth, and I'm, you know, feeling okay. Twins bullpen is, is above average. And boom, one spot. I'm like, well – here comes, I think I texted you guys, here comes the moosh. And then, I, and then I just threw on, I just said, screw it. And I just threw on, you know, some, what Matt likes to call pizza money on the uh, Pirates money line. Because lo and behold, they get two and walk off from the bottom of the ninth fashion. And I mean, I rode with Dennis the night before on the uh, Twins money line, just, just because... I like the matchup, but I mean that was a stupid bet too. When you go one nothing into the ninth, and that score ends up five two, so I had luck on my side that night, and it came back and bit me where the sun don't shine the next day. 
Chris, we didn't know what to do because Kmart had Twins Run Line, and then Dennis texts you Twins Run Line. And we're like, what do we do? We we don't want to fade Kmart, but we got to fade Den. And Den, you know, it was five three going into the bottom of the eighth for the Twins, and then you know Dennis finds a way more often than not to mush it. Unbelievable! I was out there. Uh, he texts me. He's like. I don't know if the twins are going to hold on. I said, Oh, I think they might. And he just goes, Nope. They're about to let up a run. And then, um, I mean, all they needed to do is give up a run. And then next thing you look, they've got runners in scoring position and it's uh, they went, they lose outright, but yeah. So just another den bet that doesn't go his way yet again. It, hopefully he comes out firing the day. There's just so much going on. Um, before we look at today, quick recap of yesterday, Kmart NBA that we posted on the Twitter at Fade U Sports with the letter U uh, went four and two. You guys had some really nice calls from the Wednesday night show. Uh, any highlights from yesterday? Yeah, I mean, the highlight probably was the Kings going wire to wire, never relinquishing that lead, uh, going going one forty to one twenty five over the Pelicans. Um, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, the way we thought they'd been playing decent minus their first game where they got a steamrolled by the uh, Magic in a, if you will, home game for them. But, you know, they've been looking good. They gave up that lead late in their previous game. So we just felt good with a day off. Those young guys, you know, they're they're still in it. They're holding they're holding on by what we uh, would say a cunt here right now. But uh <laughs> If they can, you know, string together some wins, kind of like the Suns are doing, because don't look now, but I think the first podcast we had, I said my two favorite teams in this bubble were the Rockets and the Phoenix Suns, and the Suns are now 4-0, and they're they're chasing down that ninth spot, because let's, let's remember, everyone, um, the ninth seed technically makes the playoffs. The only difference is, is they're going to have to beat the eighth seed twice, where the eighth seed only needs to win once to advance into – the real playoffs. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's big, you know, getting into that ninth spot in Phoenix, um, you know, is playing, is playing great. Uh, Chris really uh, led, led that off, you know, with the uh, Suns with one of his stinky lines. Um, you know, I've been kind of, kind of up on the Pacers, but just going back, you know, I do like the Suns and what they're doing with Booker and Aiton. It just looks like this three month hiatus has really just brought them into kind of season two together um you know so it looks like next season we could really have a a really good um pacific west division with uh, the lakers Suns, and the warriors being back to healthy small recap with the laker game uh you know we like that line when it was rockets plus one i even said i liked it the night before if rockets were minus three and this was before knowing lebron would be out just if you look at the day before you Lakers have the number one. They're just trying to kind of click, get things going. They sat LeBron, uh, or not McGee. Um, Dwight Howard was out as well, so that was a that was a very easy. Didn't didn't even need to watch the game victory. Uh, just check the score at the end to make sure nothing crazy happened. Um, but the two games that we were kind of kind of split on yesterday were the Clippers and Mavs. I leaned Clippers. Our boys here at Fade U loved uh, loved the Mavericks. Um, you know. It was close. I mean, you look at the final score, you see Clippers win by 15. That's not indicative of how the game was actually played. That thing was within five points the entire way. Um, it was it was really a nail-biter, and the Clippers got hot where Dallas cooled off at the end. 
And then with the uh, Portland game, kind of same thing. Uh, I got kind of mind-fucked by that line. Uh, I thought it was going to be Blazers plus four, and I was all over them. And then I saw his Nuggets plus four, and I even waited to get the Nuggets at plus five because I really thought, as it kind of was, it would go down to the wire, and it would probably be like a Damian Lillard game winner or maybe he gets a game winner, Nuggets go down, miss, get a foul, win by three or four, something like that. So, you know, I uh, I overthought that one and took the L, but we went four and two uh, yesterday being complete DGENs and betting every single NBA game. And, you know, apart from a few hiccups, can't really complain. Chris, I want to j- jump back to that Clipper game real quick because you guys were on opposite sides of that. And then, Riley, maybe you can add on to this because I know you and Chris are kind of in, in lockstep more often than not on these kinds of bets, but – Chris, everybody in the world was on the Clippers. Um, we heard a couple guys talk about all the money was on the Clippers and all the tickets were on the Clippers and nobody was on the People were jumping off the Mavs. And more often than not, you want to be on the side of the books on that one. And we've done that a couple times throughout the week, but this time it didn't go our way. But I mean, in general, you can share with people, you want to be with the books on those kind of games when you get the lopsided action. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like Kmart said, uh, that was a close game going down to the wire, just like the Trailblazers-Nuggets game was too. You know, he says oh, he's on the wrong side of that. Whatever, that's going to happen. You're going to not be on the right side every time. But, yeah, most of the time, like I think uh, the Lombardi line was talking about, it. he was on with Applebaum uh, yesterday, and he's uh, he works at one of the, I think, the MGM out there on the East Coast. And uh, he said all the money, I mean, all the money was coming in on the Clippers. And, um, you know, you all the dens out there seeing clips, you know, title contenders only laying four or five against the Mavericks who've been playing like shit since the bubble started. Why not hammer it home? So, and those are going to get there every once in a while. But like you said, most of the time, that's not going to happen. Uh, the books don't just give out free winners like that or else they'd be tearing, uh, they'd be shutting the lights off, not adding on to their, uh, their suites. Uh, so. Um, that's how we think here. And, uh, you know, but like I said, Kmart's good at sniffing out the value. He saw the Clippers and there was probably value there, you know, Mavs aren't playing well, but um, also the Mavs could have, could have pulled it out money line or could have uh, covered, but it just didn't get go that way. So. Yeah. And I, I just want to touch on the one last thing on that game is, um, you know, even though, you know, 90% of tickets, you know, Chris is really good at sniffing, sniffing this out is where he'll check that. But the line from the Clippers goes from minus four to minus four and a half at the max. So, I mean, that kind of tells you enough right there when the line's not really changing. But for me, the reason I stuck with the Clippers was – I'm not even really a big trend guy, but they're this season coming off a straight-up loss, they were 21-6 and six going into yesterday. Um, and, and, again, to, to just keep – beaten at home because we saw the desperation from Portland again the Nuggets and the Clippers are battling for that second seed and I'm I'm telling you like they they want that second seed it's it's gonna be a just a slightly easier ride to the championship yeah no all all good points go ahead and you've got to like Kmart said to his point you got to take a look at that a lot of these betters are going out and they're like what the heck they see uh you know the Pacers go from two and a half or three down to two and they're like, Oh, I'm getting a better line. And they don't realize that a lot of the public are all over the Pacers, but the line's going down. That has to tell you something. Why is that line going down? It means the sharp money 
the ones who are betting the big time are really hammering that home. And that's the side you want to be on. You don't want to take that bait, like we said, uh, on those baseball games last night. <clears throat> yes, Chris, speaking of which, let's transition to baseball real quick. Uh, you had picked out, I think there were seven games, and you said, you know, there's a bunch of favorites here that the books are setting these lines and they're throwing the bait out there trying to get guys like Dennis and Tito to hop on these favorites. Um, and and the ones that you identified that we went the other way on went four and three with a couple nice dogs hitting in the Phillies at plus 120. And then the Royals, Kmart talks shit all over our Royals. This <laughs> pitcher's been lights out. Boom. Well, how many did the Royals put up? Big bad Baker's dozen, huh? Yeah, something like that. So um, when you're when you're looking at those and you're trying to find those, what exactly are you looking for? You're just kind of trying to see like why, like Kmart asked, I think, why is that line the way it was? And that's what I was saying. Why is that line so small? Chatwood has been money on the mound um, for the Cubs this season. And it felt like a line that should have been way higher, um, but it was kind of low. And I'm sure people looked at it and go, all I got to do is lay my, you know, 155 or 160 with the, 10 and two Cubs team against this dog shit Royals, not so fast. So we jump on the other side, same with the Phillies, that line stunk. Like why were the Yankees in Philadelphia only, you know, laying minus one thirty or whatever it was. Everyone probably says that's free money on the Yankees. Um, same with the Astros too. And, and uh, <laughs> again, we went back. Mother Teresa has been with us on these last two. Um, they snuck out another one against the Astros. That looked like free money. All I got to do is lay minus 105 or 110 with the better Strohs team. No, we'll take the D-backs in the, in the desert. And, you know, everybody would say Arizona won't hit like that two days in a row. Houston's going to bounce back. And I don't think, Chris, I don't think the public has caught on to the pitching issues that the Astros have right now, especially in the bullpen with a couple guys hurt, a couple guys not effective. Lo and behold, last night, you get to the ninth inning, up 4-3, Arizona gets two to win, to win it going away. It's straight up karma for Houston. Yeah, that's right. Fuck them. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about Anchor and then look ahead to today, including uh, the Merce has got some PGA Championship stuff for us. So let's talk to you guys about Anchor for one second. A website that made our podcast dreams come true. All right, we're back. We're going to start with the PGA Championship. Uh, Riley, what do you have for us? Yeah, um, so uh, looking at all of the second-round matchups for today, um, I we're going to call it the, the uh, Freaky Freck Friday pick. Um, Chris, thank you for for coining for coining that phrase. Um, you know, I am white. I do have freckles everywhere I go with everywhere I go with Chris. I'm typically putting on sunscreen, and when I do that, he harasses me and he calls me the freck. So, anyways, that's why we're going with the freaky freck Friday pick, which is going to be Xander Schauffele, who is uh, minus one forty against Daniel Berger. So, a little uh, little stat here on. And Xander Schauffele, he's been playing, uh, let's see, he turned pro in 2015 versus Daniel Berger, who turned pro in 2013. Um, and in major championships, Schauffele has definitely outperformed Berger. 
uh, in 2019, he was runner up to Tiger Woods when he won the Masters. I did not know that, but that's pretty impressive. He also has a tied for second in the 2018 Open Championship, tied for third in the 2019 U.S. Open, and then a tied for 16th in the 2019 PGA. Versus Daniel Berger, who um, two more years on tour. And he really hasn't done all that well. He does have a tie for six in 2018, but beyond that, not much. So, um, and then coupled that with a little bit of juju, he went to San Diego State, which is where I went to go Aztecs. Um, reading here, he also went to Long Beach State. Uh, I will be driving past Long Beach State on my way to San Diego State in about three hours. So it just feels like a good bet. Um, so, yeah, the Freaky Freck Friday pick is Xander Schauffele, minus 140 over Daniel Berger. Um, Chris, our other friend, Bobby, he um, sent some of his value picks. He, he likes Victor Hovland, minus 110 over Hideki Matsuyama. Ricky Fowler, minus 105 over Adam Scott. Phil Mickelson, plus 125 over Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia, don't really care for the guy. I like that. Um, and then Tiger Woods, plus 145 over Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas coming off a big win. Might be due for a little bit of a letdown. I think they're both – Tiger Woods, I believe, is minus three. Justin Thomas, minus I'm not two. sure where he's at. He's minus two. We'll see where the cut line is today. But um, – yeah, they both might be flirting with it if depending on how the course plays. So, and Riley, with with how dog shit Justin Thomas played yesterday, just uh, couldn't really find it. You know, he probably spent an hour plus at the range after his round yesterday. Um, is that anything to think that he was able to work out, or is just that uh, east to west coast flight? You know, post post win, is that still just going to affect him for uh, this round as well? Because he's definitely on the cusp of not making the cut. <laughs> I would imagine that if he can come out, I I think the first hole is a par five, and I I saw uh, they all everybody birdied that yesterday. Yeah, Woods, McElroy, Thomas all birdied that out the gate, along with a lot of other players. So I think if he can maybe you know get off to a hot start, maybe he can get it going. But if he falters and he starts flirting with the cut line, I I like Thomas to falter in okay. this situation. Yes. And if you're a Tiger homer like me, would you say hammer away against Tiger against piss face Rory McIlroy? <laughs> oh man, I know what I think. Rory is even. Um, yeah, he hasn't really shown up for. There's been quite a few tournaments he hasn't really shown up. So, uh, yeah, and he definitely will be flirting with the cut line. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that's pretty. That's a solid bet right there. Okay. Chris, did you see uh, Bryson, Mr. Nine Protein Shake a Day, DeChambeau break his driver head yesterday? Did you catch that? No, I heard about it. How uh, did you guys see it? Was it uh, on a I saw the down? Yeah, I saw the, re I saw the replay. It was kind of weird. He took a swing. It wasn't on the follow-through or any – I think at some point he, he leaned on the shaft. And then yeah. – well, No, what, what, what had happened is uh, he, he – this guy was, I don't know how he was won over because he was playing like me, just 
on a day you just had no idea he's going left he's going right he was just flailing shots off and then he he almost did a Bo Jackson on his on his driver he he took it to his knee but then then kind of just took a pause and I think that might have uh done a little something to it because you could see it starting to bend and these these pros have very stiff shafts so yeah. You, you know, much that, that compromise at that point, and then he even hit after another errant drive. He hit the he hit the boom box on the tee. So I mean, he uh, he was he was acting like Kmart out there, like a like a fucking child during a PGA Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see Brooke Brooks Kepka's post round interview where he took a little a little jab at at Bryson saying? Um, you know, saying, oh, yeah, I'm out here. I feel I'm feeling good, playing good. You know, I don't really see the need for any of this scientific uh, <laughs> number, the numbers game out here. I'm feeling good, playing good, and that's that's about it. And then he gave a little smirk after. So they got some they got some beef going on, those yeah. two. That would be awesome if it ended Sunday with those two in, a, in, a, in the final round getting paired together. That would be epic, day. yeah. They, that they would be freaking awesome. Yeah, they've got beef going back to – Bryson was making fun of Brooks's lack of a six pack, right? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then Brooks fires back with all his major championship trophies. So <laughs> yeah, you love to see it. Uh one too many shakes for Bryson to just lean on the club and have it snap like that. I also saw Justin Thomas yesterday lose a ball that never came down from a Cypress tree, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That that was yeah. I think he could I think technically he could have climbed that tree and hit it out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen that before. I think Sergio, as a matter Sergio. of fact, did that. Climbed the gosh darn tree. Yeah, that sounds like something to do too. All right, so that's the PGA Championship. Uh, we'll get back to we got some NHL here just towards the end of the show. But uh, Kyle, you said you don't like too much in the NBA today. Yeah, it just it just seems like you're flirting with. Uh just kind of playing a guessing game. I mean, there's not much that I would say I love. There might be there might be some over-unders, you know, if you look at that Utah game. But after the other day, eating my lunch on an under, I'm sticking away from that shit. I, I still look at the San Antonio line at minus eight, and I just wonder with the Jazz sitting five of their better players, two of their starters, who the hell is going to score for them? Spurs are going to be playing everybody. They're still trying to get into the playoffs. So do you still lay eight with them? Uh, that's something I'm trying to decide here. So look look for our uh, our Twitter to see if that's a play that we end up doing or I end up doing. Um, another one is I'm kind of feeling maybe I might uh, at 5 p.m. lay seven with the Pellies. Oh, no. Call me crazy, but I think Washington is packed up. I think they're all uh, just icing John Wall's Achilles. Uh, you know, they saw him dunk, and they're like, okay, next season, guys. So, you know, I might do that again. Follow my Twitter. I'm not locking anything here yet. Um, the only one I think that all of us kind of agree on is uh, taking the five with the Magic because – Philadelphia, I, I have no idea. I have no idea what they're doing. And Orlando, uh, they, they're coming off a loss, so you know they're going to be hungry, still trying to uh, solidify their playoff potential. Chris, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of these, just real quick on the. I mean, you know, it's never a bad. You see 70% on the Sixers right now. Do they know that the Sixers 
are outside of Philly this year, 11 and 26 ATS. And then as a favorite four and 14, that's 22%. Kmart, is that bad? It's not good. There you go. So Chris, you see that and, and we will probably play the magic as a dog and fade the Sixers as a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe people are laying uh points with the Sixers still. I think it went down sharp on our side. I think it was five. It's down to four and a half. Um, that's crazy. And, uh, I'm just to update. I think I don't know if you guys are seeing the same number. I'm seeing the Spurs up to maybe even nine. I think people are hammering the Spurs. I might take a. I know Riley and I were talking. You guys were all talking about this before the pod um, about that number. When you got a, a line flip like that, just because of injuries, how much is that of that is overcorrection? I mean, eleven points. That's huge. Um, Jazz are still in the thick of things. Um, they. I can see them keeping it close. The Spurs aren't anything special. I might, you know, we go from, uh, I agree with Kmart on the Pelicans. That line's coming up. That's probably um, a little bit of public and sharp action. Uh, I think the Wizards might have packed it up. They came through with a big cover for us the other day against the um, the Sixers, catching double digits, but uh, seven might not be enough today. Um, I'll probably take the line. Looks like it came down, not in my favor. I was leaning Celtics plus three. It looks like it might be down to two. Um, you know, I just looked and I'm seeing a ton of action on the Thunder. I might take a, I might, I know they're playing like shit from the bubble, but you know what? It's a stinky line. I might go ahead and just take the Grizz, hold my nose and take the Grizz with the points later today at one o'clock. Yeah. You knew that was going to get a ton of public. You see the Thunder only laying three to the Grizzlies who have been terrible in the bubble. And that's how you get over 80% on one side. Uh, you know, something I hate to see, I hate to see the Kings favored getting almost 80% of the tickets yeah. on the net. This just seems, as a Sacramento fan, this seems like a classic, oh man, Kings upset the Pelicans yesterday and uh, they're going to lost by 40 last game. Oh, this is just set up to be an epic Kings letdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Recency bias at its finest. Right oh, there. no. Yeah. I mean, you never want the Kings favored anyway because they just cannot close. Luckily, they were ahead by so much yesterday. They didn't even have the opportunity to let it slip away. But they, uh, excuse the pun, but they were the Kings of letting games get away. And this just smells like. <laughs> Just an epic fail spot for the Kings. I mean, oh, man, you hate to see it. And then, Chris, you were talking, just to get back to that Celtics-Raptors, you know that's going to be the highest bet game of the day on TNT, um, kind of a marquee matchup. And I kind of see split action so far. So I don't know that what I don't know what to do with that. Split action, the line came down. Maybe you could say, yeah, the heavier money's on Boston. Um, it seems like people look, well, all I got to do is lay two with Toronto. All they got to do is win, basically. Yeah. Um, give me the Raptors, right? Give me the world champs. I don't know. I'll take uh, Celtics are still feisty. They put up a good fight against the uh, – they beat Portland and they just destroyed Brooklyn. So, we'll see. And they played Milwaukee tough in the bubble too. So, they, they're always in the thick of things. So, I'll take a couple points with them. Yeah. yeah. And, that was, and that was a big comeback win on the Bucks yesterday because – if you look at the uh, the bubble, uh, Bucks are now two and two. Raptors are three and zero in the bubble. Celtics are two and two as well. Uh, Boston has no chance of catching the Raptors. Um, they've pretty much locked up that second seed. If the Bucks would have lost yesterday, they would have only been three games ahead of the Raptors with four to go. So that could, I mean, still not very likely, but. 
would have definitely given the Raptors a little bit of motivation. Um, but, you know, just looking at that seeding, uh, I would say I would say lean Celtics. They're playing to solidify that three spot from the Heat. Um, so I mean that's that would have them playing against probably the Pacers or Sixers. So call me crazy, but I know these teams look at this stuff. Uh, they do tank late in the season because they want to they want a favorable first round. This has been done. Um, I know for a fact. So just uh, keep that in mind. All right, let's look at um, some baseball. Cool. We'll try to wrap this one up here in a couple minutes. Going a little long, but uh, Kmart, are you seeing any value in baseball today? Now, I will. I will say because I know you're going to mention it. I love looking at the Giants when they play the Dodgers because the line, the money line, is always so inflated. I mean, the Dodgers are always like minus two twenty or higher. And you look at that opening series, oh, yeah. and, and they split two two. So if you would have just bet the Giants in every game, you make money. Um, I mean, right. so I know you, you might touch on that a little bit. And if you're on Dodgers run line, I'm not going to say anything, but uh, do you see much in baseball today? Um, You know, I, I'm kind of looking right now at the Brewers plus 105 against the Reds. Um, I'm going to stick away from the Twins today, even though that's another tempting run line against Kansas City, whose bats just exploded yesterday like a virgin. And I, I mean, I do want to kind of play this uh, Washington Baltimore game, but I don't know who the pitcher is yet for Washington. It's kind of square. It's kind of a high, high line, but um, you know, I'm going to have to wait on that. So again, I say, you know, it's important to listen to this cause I'm not going to post everything cause I don't have time for that. And, you know, also to keep an eye on Twitter. So, you know, just be proactive. Hey Mark, where can people, uh, get your insight on Twitter. Well, I mean, you can follow fade, fade you sports. And then my personal handle is K underscore angles. And, you know, I retweet to them a lot. So if you can't find me, you are stupid and I don't want you to follow me anyway. So, uh, but to touch on the uh, giants Dodgers game, it's Urias again on the Hill. Um, we were talking about this last time I was in Key West having a couple drinks and I don't think it was against the Marja, but we were just joking. Oh, that's way too long. And I was like, Matt, just, you know, you're a Giants fan. Just bet the, bet the money line on the Giants. And I wake up the next morning, three, one Giants Dodgers pitching, you know, can't blame Urias for that loss. No. He, I think it was tied at one going into the seventh and the Giants bats got hot against our bullpen, but you know, you this season you expect the Dodgers to at least on a shitty day put up three runs with that lineup. So, you know, you gotta tip your hat to the Giants. Um, you know, no one's giving them much credit, but they're they're still six and eight right now. Um, a lot better than I think even Matt thought they would be, uh, yeah. with yeah. a lot of question marks at, on their offense. So, you know, if they can if they can somehow go two and one against the Dodgers, I mean that that would be a great look for them and it would have me a little worried about the Dodgers. You know, I can't lie. I'm, I'm hoping for a, for a series sweep right here to get them out the 12 and four and to really start pushing them along with momentum going into uh it's crazy. I mean, we're only two weeks in the season, but I mean, I'm already thinking, man, we're about a third of the way done, you know, come midweek. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, Chris, here's what I see that I think you're going to be sniffing. Uh, I see, uh, 
I see Yankees and Rays. We got Tanaka. I don't know if Tanaka knows where he is quite yet. He was nailed in the head over the summer by a a Stanton line drive. Um, he he might not know where he is. And I see you can get. I don't know if this is smelly or not, but the Rays are only minus one ten with smell. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, that was what I was looking at. <clears throat> they look like. 70% of people on the Yankees, uh, Snell, the lefty going against Tanaka, um, you know, way worse record. And, uh, the Yankees are only laying minus 110. It looks a lot like the game yesterday against the Phillies. Probably take a flyer on Snell. I really like him. He usually steps up in these big, uh, matchups and, uh, make it quick because we got to get out of here. I might take a little flyer on the Royals again, just because I like Junis and who the hell is Smeltzer. Um, <laughs> screw him. They're going to hit his ass. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we'll have to take a look at uh, and see. It looks like the, the most lopsided uh, game today might be the Padres. We might have to go back and take our, our dogs in the desert, uh, the Diamondbacks. So take yes, a look this at that. This one smells like absolute ass. Luke Weaver has been horrific this season. Horrendous. And and you're telling me that the Padres are only minus 120, 115 over this disaster of a pitcher. That one smells like absolute shit. That might be our take a look at the Twitter fade you with the youth sports. That might be our little poopy of the day. And uh, Matt, your boy Kikuchi's on the mountain. And the total's only eight and a half. Oh, no. So we're going to have to, we hope for a 4 4 game up there in Seattle and watch it go over with Kikuchi. But you also have a, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like we have a fuck you, Zach Granke opportunity here in Oakland. Go Basset, Basset Hound. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Kmart, we'll go back to you. Anything, any last things before we get out of here? Uh, last thing I want to touch on, you know, looking at the NBA uh, standings, only nine teams in the East actually uh, made it to the bubble. That ninth team is those Washington Wizards. So it kind of goes to show why they're 0-4 and will probably end up 0-8 just because they know they're not going to catch the magic. They're going to take their chances having to beat them twice, uh, you know, pretty much, even though it's neutral, but Orlando's going to feel at home there. Um, so that's probably what we're looking at. So that, that definitely makes me like that Pelly's minus seven a little bit more, um, you know, letting that, letting that pass me earlier in our conversation. Chris, anything else before we get out of here? I know you probably want to comment on your Blackhawks under, and that one still got over. It got, (laughs) I think it was, man, it was, oh man, I was this close. I missed it by a half point. I don't know if anybody watched. They had as many penalties in (laughs) two periods as every other team did twice as much as the whole game. Um, And they had a goal with five seconds left in the second and like eight seconds left in the first, and it only got over by a half. I lived at seven and a half, canceled out my six and a half, so I did okay. But, yeah, I might take a look at that again. That game was tight. They're, they might get uh, in defensive mode here um, after because they went 15 minutes without scoring a goal in that third period, and then Blackhawks tied it up and screwed the, the six and a half with the 3-3. Three, three. Quick note on hockey. We'll get Chris's last thoughts. Uh, there are six elimination games in the NHL today. Watch for the totals, especially in the third period. You can actually bet third period totals, and it's never a bad idea to go over one and a half 
And the reason for that is in elimination games, if a team facing elimination is losing down a goal, down two goals, you might see that goalie come out with four or five minutes left rather than one or two minutes left. This happened last night in the Calgary Winnipeg game. It's two nothing flames late jets are facing elimination goalie comes out with about three minutes left flames score two empty net goals. So that game goes from two nothing to four nothing so fast. So anybody who lived over three and a half or bet the over two goals in the third period, cash that. So uh, watch out for that in all these elimination games today. You can go from 2-1 to 4-1 or 2 nothing to 4 nothing really, really quickly when the goalie comes out early. Now, if you got a tie game, you might be shit out of luck. But if you can get one team that has the lead, uh, you might see a couple late goals. So never a bad idea to watch those third-period totals in elimination games. That was my quick nugget. So, Chris, anything else before we get out of here? No, that'll do. I like that. Um, you know, take a look at some uh, some dogs. Take a today uh, in baseball again. Sniff those out. Find the ones that don't make sense. Like Kmart said, I'm I'm with them. Uh, our boy Merce Riley, a little freck god over there, wants to call me out on. Uh, I only find value on dogs. Guess what? I'm with Kmart on the Pellies. Lay the points. Uh, I, was I like it. Bucks. I was on Bucks yesterday too with that huge comeback. Let's go. I'm not going to neglect anything. We just want winners here at Fade You Sports. Real, real quick, I had I was having some technical difficulties earlier. Um, first, going to look for a little Xander Dub over Burger, and then being a degen myself, I, you know, I see a lot of degens out there getting drunk on a Friday night, and then boom, six p.m. primetime TNT, they got the Celtics and Raptors. As Josh Applebaum would say, that's the perfect time to go contrarian. So let's see if public leans a certain way on that game and then fade them. That's where I'm at for today. All right, that'll do it for us today. Keep an eye out on Twitter. We'll be tweeting out our picks and some of our thoughts throughout the day. For Kmart, for Chris Duke, and for the Merce, we're out.